1: You can call it whatever you want to call it. The the woke revolution, the canceled culture, the common core curriculum in our education system. And, of course, who can forget the unhinged so-called mainstream media? And don't forget the social media oligarchs as well. Uh, it, it seems America is being attacked on multiple fronts. Now, to a lot of folks, it seems like this has happened overnight. I mean, do you get the sense of that as well? I mean, a lot of us feel like, wow, this like really has turned on. Well, it's that frog in the pot kind of story, isn't it? All of a sudden, it's gotten really hot in the pot. And we're wondering, uh, you know, how do we turn this temperature down, right? I mean, really, I think a lot of people are now faced with a new reality or what they're also referencing a lot as a new normal, which, of course, I hate those words uh, because, I, you know, I'm not really looking for this kind of a new normal at all. I'm sure you're not either. Uh, it is a multi-front attack here that's being unleashed. I think the question we have to ask ourselves, and you know, we've been talking about this for years, actually, it really didn't happen overnight. It really is the frog in the pot kind of story here, my fellow Americans. That that really is what... Now, it's gotten real hot all of a sudden, but see, that's what happens when you allow that flame to simmer, and it continues to heat up and heat up and heat up, and you know, quite frankly, a lot of people kept looking the other way. I questioned this years ago and they kept looking the other way, and where are we now? Wow, and we're seeing what just took place through the last election, the power grab that has taken place, uh, the censoring that has happened. You know, at one point, it was just the casual, uh, you know, now and then censoring a speaker at a university. Remember, that's, uh, those were the simpler days when we were talking about, well, it's just the conservatives being censored at the university. It's not a big deal. I mean, come on, you know, pl- plenty of other places for them to talk, right? That's kind of where it started. And we 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 talked about that actually ten fifteen years ago that that was happening and then it became more common and then and there was a little bit of outrage not a lot because there's not enough of a pushback is what happens but the outrage sort of goes away quickly because people don't think it's their concern their problem that that always is the case we don't really feel it's going to impact us until it impacts us, until they come for you, in other words. <laughs> that old story as well. They go for everybody else, and you were fine with it until they came for you, or they censored you or threw you off. Say, so, hey, they, they, all right, they got Donald Trump. Well, it's not you at least, right? And then what happens when they come for you? It's a scary thought, my fellow Americans. It's a very, very scary thought. For sure and uh, welcome to a voice of a nation here it is yours truly malcolm out loud and uh, another very powerful powerful program today some uh, new friends who will meet today and and some you've heard before it's going to be a great couple of hours uh, with you here that we want to tackle this uh, censorship cancel culture woke revolution whatever you want to call it uh, there's a lot of it out there so one of the recent stories that was um, put in my lap, if you will, and I started to see some reports on this, actually, where folks on our platform, they were speaking at a uh, seminar conference, if you will, and, uh, and people like Dr. Peter McCullough, who does a show here on the platform, as you know, Uh, Dr. Lee for America, Dr. Elizabeth Lee, she also was uh, in this, and and, uh, someone we've had on quite a bit in the last many weeks. In fact, he'll be on today again, uh, Dr. Bregan, Dr. Peter Bregan, you remember. Uh, Really, these are all very class people out there uh, in the good fight, and they were ready to speak at this particular seminar, and as I understand it, there were some um, last-minute well, whatever you want to call it, games, shenanigans that were being played, and we've heard this before, this story before, where the plug was pulled uh, at the last minute. In fact, uh, but it, it just goes to the point of where I start this conversation with today. Uh, we, we've got a real problem on our hands here, people. I mean, yeah, they can cancel, you know, Pollard, the the social media thing, and cancel Trump, and. Again, people just keep going on and on, and there's not enough outrage pushing back. So that is a problem here. Let's start off here. I want to bring on a new, new friend, new gentleman uh, to the program here. The first time I'm talking to him, and that is Patrick Coffin uh, joins us, and he is an author. Uh, He's a he does a podcast show himself. Actually, he he does these very unique seminars. Uh, I really love his message, and just haven't met him as well here. But uh, I kind of call him a summit visionary. Because he, if you re, if you watch his videos he's got on his site, and I'll give you all that information after, you, you'll be really uplifted to see this is somebody in the fight here. Uh, and we need more like us, uh, like right, that are in the fight. Like, So I'm really thrilled to meet uh, Patrick here today here. And um, uh, Patrick, so I went to your site, this one here, RestoreTheCulture.com was one that I looked at. Uh, Truth Over Fear, COVID-19 and the, and the Great Reset. Now, that's the title of that summit that you were scheduled to do tell us uh, let me step out of the way here and let you tell the story because i want to get right to that first here what happened there
2: well uh first thanks for the for the time and your platform malcolm uh good to talk to you and to your audience uh maybe i can open the uh if i can use a camera metaphor let me open the aperture a little bit and go back in time to last fall our first summit called Jutho Rafir at that point people really weren't, pardon me, really weren't talking about the vaccine so much as mask efficacy and why is it six feet and why are we destroying the economy? And does it not, doesn't anybody care about the increased spike in suicide? I mean, as a culture, we decided all over the world not just in America to burn the house down to kill a termite. <clears throat> so um, we hired a company called Kartra, K-A-R-T-R-A. Uh, they're gonna figure prominently in this conversation cause I wanna make them famous. Kartra was our, uh, hosting. They hosted all the videos and the live sessions went off without a hitch. Uh, very successful people all over the world tuned in. We had speakers from seven different countries. So Christmas comes and goes, and we're planning the next one for, uh, late, uh, April. So April 30th, May 1st and 2nd this year, 2021. And, um, Similar cast of characters um, were speaking, except instead of 24, we got 40. You mentioned Dr. Uh, Valit, Dr. McCullough, uh, Dr. Bragan, um, Nazi camp survivor Vera Shirov, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., just a stellar lineup of people um, in favor of not only free speech, but actual science, doctors who really do treat people with COVID-19, as opposed to the propagandists and people like Dr. Tony Fauci who has never treated a COVID patient. So <clears throat> this uh, second summit with no warning out of the blue by about five and a half hours into the first day, they pulled the entire summit off the internet in the middle of the live session involving the next governor of Minnesota, Dr. Uh, Dr. Um, what's his name? Scott Jensen, excuse me. So Dr. Jensen was leaning into a question and people from multiple countries. I mean, Malcolm, we had 45,000 people at this summit and in a flash, <laughs> Kartra removed it. So this is where we're at. we're at. We're up against an intense, unremitting attack on free speech. There's something about the messages that uh, summits like ours and voices like our speakers threaten the status quo. So people have to ask themselves why? Why does YouTube? Why would they give me a permanent ban, which they did over this? Why can't we just let adults have conversations? Why can't we hear both sides of the of the equation? So, um, we uh, worked. I mean, it was an incredible. Uh, it was a, let's just say it was a rough day, Malcolm. <laughs> but yeah, sure. we uh, we pivoted, and uh, one week later, um, it, the same event is going to happen. So we're uh, we I'm very proud of the, the team. Yeah. To, to start over and reinvent it on the spot. But people, this this makes people angry. I agree with you, no one's supplying the outrage. Mm-hmm. There's so much uh, sorrow, Oh, it's irritating. No, it's maddening. This is not, and we can talk about this, Malcolm, yeah. this is no longer the old model of left versus right, Democrat versus Republican, this is, binary good versus evil and that's what we're up against
1: oh boy that is it you're speaking my language <laughs> here patrick good and evil and uh, this is the center of the storm right there man uh, we fight that good fight every every day here every hour of every day on this network and certainly on the voice of a nation here on this program did you just say a moment ago patrick that you were also permanently banned from youtube
2: yes i got on the uh the person of interest list several months back when I started talking about the mask army and the, the vaccine. And out of, out of the blue, once we launched restoretheculture.com, which is the home of the summit um, YouTube sent me a, you are gone forever email um, out, out of context, violating their own terms of service. So they locked up uh, all my videos since 2016, two or three per week wow that's a pretty
1: incredible and yep. also this event here with with Car- Car- carter you call him carter is it the company
2: carter k-a-r-t-r-a carter
1: got it carter yep. and um now with them it, let me understand this now you have this seminar running here just uh, just recently here the past week yeah. or so and uh and you're saying this thing had already blasted off, so the rocket is already in the air, <laughs> and you're five hours into it. You said, and they pulled the plug. Yes. it like just pulled the plug. Just
2: hundred percent. Everyone, uh, all attendees got a something's wrong screen pop up on their uh, on their computer screens. Okay, um, and they wouldn't. No customer service phone number. No emails answered except for an Autobot response, which had the usual vague language about not wanting to spread medical misinformation. No specifics, no debate, no principles, just banning you are your cable is cut brother right right so let
1: me ask you what was you in that first five hours and right about when that happened now obviously they were listening very carefully and closely to the mm-hmm. conversation quite uh, sh- shortly now and just mm-hmm. around the time they pulled it where was the conversation within the uh well i guess i don't know within the hour half hour of them cutting it what were you all talking about
2: uh, that's a good question. Uh, Dr. Jensen has been heavily censored, and in fact, his medical license had been threatened in the state of Minnesota because early on, he reacted to the, a letter that the CDC sent to American physicians regarding death certificates and what the cause of death would be for someone who had other life-threatening diseases, who had also tested positive. It was heavy duty pressure, being applied to doctors to call them COVID deaths. And he said, wait a second, I can't in conscience put this on a death certificate if I don't think that was the cause of death. And so that made him kind of a, uh, a target for the oligarchs who run big medicine. And he was just talking about the, the corruption involved in the pressure groups that wanna interfere between the relationship between doctor and patient. And that, I don't know if that was the trigger Malcolm, I have no facts about the specific reasons why, but uh, I can say it was uh, it was the interruption of this. Christian family doctor, Dr. Scott Jensen.
1: Yeah, you know, we reported on that fact you just mentioned there, Patrick, a great deal uh, over the past year and something, uh, the, the the spike in deaths that, you know, these people in the medical community and the healthcare and many of them were being paid incentives to have as many COVID deaths as they could. They, it was actually good for their balance sheet, uh, you know, to have as many deaths. and And then, you know, the other crazy thing, Patrick, is when you look back in time at that era, you know, and you see how many deaths were contributed to COVID, especially if you went in for a hang nail and you died of something, you know, it was COVID. But, you know, it's not like we cured heart disease and cancer in that period of a year. But yet those deaths are down and COVID was through the roof. It kind of tells you something, doesn't it?
2: It does. Uh, my, my little uh, dark Irish humor joke is that uh, everyone dies of COVID and no one dies or is injured by the vaccine. That's the narrative that gets pounded into your brain 24-7.
1: It's amazing. It's remarkable. It's sad. It's sick. It's disgusting. It's a whole lot of things. Uh, And the one thing that's lacking is the real outrage from the American people, because quite frankly, Patrick, to, uh, to, to be as pleasant as I can about it, there are a lot of people that are being led as sheeple right now. They're not paying attention to this. And the vast majority of people have been indoctrinated with all of this drip, 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 drip. Uh, And it's, it's pretty sick. Now, this, all right, so uh, this event uh, here uh, where you were pulled the plug, everybody gets these notices. What's happened since th- that company now? What's happened to have they has there been communication with you and them? Has something else? I mean, wh- where does this fall right now? What's took place? What's
2: happening? From their point of view, it's status quo. They pulled our plug, cut our cable, shut our voice down. Uh, no explanation. We've talked to no human beings at Kartra. That's K-A-R-T-R-A. So if you're planning a summit, this is the kind of thing that Kartra will do to you if they don't like any of your messaging for reasons that uh, are are vague and ambiguous. So uh, what happened was an explosion of interest in this summit. We were already at 45,000. I've been on uh, Bannon's War Room. I've been on the Eric Metaxas Show twice. Here I am on Malcolm Out Loud. People want to hear what is it that the, that the oligarchs running this show don't want me to learn? And that's, that's the kind of thing that makes censorship backfire. It makes people, wait a second, uh, I'm an adult. Let me filter it myself. Why can't I have the other side of the story?
1: All right, no, that's right, that's right. Now, which is an American uh, tradition, we 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 do that. But you said up front something really key and amazing that it's not a fight with traditional Republican, Democrat, or left and right. It's far more nefarious than that, and that's exactly it. it, it, it something else is happening here. Now. Do you this, the fact that they did this, do you, I'm wondering, uh, I just want to uh, stay on the Katra for a moment here with you, because this is a massive story, really, uh, that you really don't hear a great deal out there, because the media is not going to report this story very much so. So it's it's up to alternative news outlets and others uh, that are after the truth to uh, speak the truth. What do you uh, what 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 happens now? I mean, it, did, did you well, I'm wondering, did you have an agreement with them? Is it more of a casual thing? Is it I mean, could it is there a lawsuit that will happen here? What what takes place now with this?
2: Uh, the short version is uh, we have retained legal counsel and all options are on our table. But for now, we just want to throw as much traffic and excitement at the restored uh, summit. And I, I love the irony that the, the website is restoretheculture.com yeah, yeah. and we've, rest- we've restored the summit inside seven days. Now, how did you do that so quick, Patrick? That's that's remarkable. Uh, I have to say there's a, a, a little hand of God in, in our quick recovery. We were contacted by a, a group that specializes in, in secure communications that believe in free speech. And uh, this is the kind of thing where <laughs> When, you, when you're at the end of the rope, uh, human solutions are, are, are not going to come forth. So we had a, a number of doors open very quickly. On the very same day, the same afternoon that we were canceled by Kartra, we found a fix. And we, then it just became working day and night to get all the videos out and ported over to the new thing. So there's absolutely no change. All of the people, 24 of them in total, who were, who were gracing us with their live streams, have agreed seven days later exactly to the same minute. One week later, so nothing has changed. The schedule, the talks, the the Q and A's, and the website RestoreTheCulture.com. So So I am in a way. It was this. This may sound funny, but uh, in, in the grace of God, you fall upward.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, you can take something, it's how to make, well, I, as a CEO uh, back in the day there, Patrick, I used to, you know, a lot of people go around and they make mountains out of molehills. When you're a CEO and you're running, you, you kind of make molehills out of mountains. And that's what you did here. You made a molehill out of a mountain. You you uh, well, could have been a real crisis, but you were able to turn it around. And sometimes these moments too wake, every, wake the system up and they empower people to become their very best. And the fact that you got all the people back and you were able to turn it around so quickly kind of tells you a story that you're, you're, you're made of a positive is what I'm saying out of a negative, right? Instead of, well, instead of being a victim, you're becoming a
2: victor. Yeah, that's just it. Um, I, we, we put it this way. Uh, Life handed us lemons, so we made mango juice. <laughs> yeah. Mango juice, I like. I like mango juice. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excellent. All
1: right. So now this thing happens now. Now, there's this summits again. Let's Let's dive into that a moment here. Truth over fear, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. Now, let's talk about, all right, we see the fear over here. Fear is is a big deal here. We've had all kinds of folks talk about this fear factor and what's controlling our society right now. And we know what COVID-19 has done. Let me ask you this about the great reset. Let's explain, I'd love to have your
2: ver- version and vision of that. What is the great <clears throat> reset, please? The Great Reset is the brainchild of a cabal of people led by Klaus Schwab, Santa Klaus Schwab, the unelected founder and CEO of the World Economic Forum, and he hides it in a book called COVID nineteen, uh, the Great Reset, and this is the this is the, the vision that Klaus Schwab and the the Bilderberg Group and all the Davos crowd that meet every year to plan the next tectonic shift for the uh, world economies, uh, the priorities of, of uh, oligarch bankers and so on. And re- what it really is, it's, it's hard to determine how, how planned this uh, rollout of, of C-19, formerly called the Wuhan virus. But forget all that, forget what, what conspiracies or lack thereof went into it. This is a crisis that the Klaus Schwabs do not want to go to waste. And they provide so much hardcore unremitting propaganda in favor of making people frightened. And as you know, Malcolm, a population that's afraid is very easy to manage. And so the the Great Reset is is another way of saying the fourth industrial revolution, which is another way of saying the first dominoes toward oligarchic control of every country's economy, otherwise known as world communism. Uh, If you read his book, he talks about the literal fusion, that's his word, the fusion, additionally, of artificial intelligence with the human person. You see this with Elon Musk's, uh, uh, I think it's called the neural, I forget the neuropath, neuro something, where uh, computer programs will send music soundtracks into your, into your brain wirelessly. Uh, remember the $6 million man yeah. uh, from the 70s? Lee Major. Lee Major's right, the, the bionic man. Well, that's already underway, uh, the the fusion of artificial intelligence in the human person. Uh, it's hard to know what the end game is, Malcolm, because the, the cards are kept rather close to the vest. Uh, but what we do see is uh, the exploitation of, of a, a mass population in every country that are willing to do things like impede their uh, respiratory system. I've seen from the... I've, this is my take on the masks. I think that the masks were a giant planned dress rehearsal for compliance. How compliant can we get humanity here? And, you know, God bless them. It's been pretty successful. When you see grown men in their cars with their windows up wearing two masks, that is powerful propaganda.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is sick. It is beyond sick. And you you remind us all right there. are I uh, talk about that a great deal, Patrick. I mean, uh, it is propaganda and it has been pushed out there. Now, there are those of us. I I don't I've never done the mask. I don't do the mask. In fact, there was one evening, uh, Patrick, I was out with my, my two teenagers, uh, who uh, certainly tolerate uh, dad's antics here. And uh, of course they're 17 and 18 now. And and uh, we had a reservation at a restaurant. We went there and they demanded you wear the mask to get to the table and it was a busy place. And I said, no, no. I said, we're, we're not going to wear your mask to get to the table. And uh, they said, well, that's our policy. I said, well, my policy as a customer is not to wear this piece of indoctrination here. I'm not doing it. And said, well, we can't help. I said, well, then I will take my business elsewhere. Do you know that evening, Patrick, we went to four restaurants before we found the one who would not demand the mask, which actually worked out well, because it was a beautiful little place by the water, and we enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that's how determined I was. I've gone into places where they push their mask at the front, and I, I tell them, I am not wearing your mask. You can forget about it. It's not happening.
2: So I'll take my business elsewhere. So why can't we get people to do that? Uh, people are natively afraid of co- any kind of conflict, Malcolm. They think it's rude. They've, they've been propagandized to think that they're the irritant, when in fact the people pushing the masks are the irritant. We should be making them uncomfortable. And I applaud you for, for not, uh, not backing down on it. Um, and it's, I, I think it's a temptation that you can fall into when you, when you leave the house, that you're kind of set on heels, your teeth are set on edge, you're waiting for a fight because you know someone's going to say, put your mask on. We have to be the smiling, happy, healthy people. The crazy ones who are impeding their their, their respiratory system. Um, I had an experience, a similar one, but it was at a grocery store out here in Southern California called Trader Joe's franchise. And I walked in, no mask. And this is, we're under the boot of Governor Gavin Newsom. So it's pretty intense out here. He said, sir, put your mask on. And I kept walking. I said, no, I'm good. Then he caught up to me and he said, no, but the store policy is Uh, we have to wear a mask. And I said, uh, can I talk to the manager? Uh, I'm the manager. Turns out his name was Eric. So I introduced myself and I said, Eric, you're wearing a mask and I'm standing six feet from you, right? Right. Well, then why am I a threat to you? I just want to buy your delicious food and be on my way. And he said, well, uh, it's kind of, we have to kind of keep with this protocol here. And I said, well, um, if you want to call the sheriff, I'll wait, we can sort it out with him. And when I said the word sheriff, he kind of cocked his head like a cow looking at a new gate. And he said, "Uh, can I get your card? Can I get your stuff for you and and walk into your car? I said, deal. So I gave my credit card, went back to my card, and the manager of Trader Joe's shopped for me, and I never wore a mask. So if you have a little bit of holy boldness, it's a paper tiger. They will They will fold. If you yeah. just have patience. Yeah,
1: I was in a similar Trader Joe's store actually, and uh, they uh, they they pushed the same deal, and they wanted to do my shopping for me. Exactly that. And uh, of course, I didn't know what I was doing. I don't get into those stores very often anyways. I hate them. And uh, I'm not the, I, I'm, you don't find me usually in store aisles. I, I just don't like stores if I can help it. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, yeah, I never was. And so, but, but the guy wanted to do the shopping for me and all of that. And I didn't know what the hell I was buying. I said, no, I said, I, I, I'm not gonna do this. I'll take my business. So I left, but you, you actually handled
2: it very diplomatically then. You, you did really good uh, with that super. Um, the- you, you have to have walk away. You have to have that walk away power. Like you were willing to walk away, and a manager had to see customers leaving his store. They don't want to see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I even went into a dentist and they demanded a mask. Now they're going to work on your teeth. I mean, how, the, how are you going to wear a mask? You'd have to do it by osmosis. I mean, what are you doing here? Right. And uh, right. so they demanded a mask to get to the chairs. This is insanity. You, you people have lost your, your brains here. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I said, no. I said, I'm leaving there too. I left everywhere. I don't care where it is. If they ask for a mask or a vaccine, you can forget about it. I'm gone. Not happening. So it's my right. It's my privilege. It's not yours. You don't yeah. get to tell me. And government doesn't get to tell me either. <clears throat> and that's the problem yeah. we're dealing with, right?
2: Yeah, that is. That's why I'm, I'm honored to have a non-medical doctor, non-journalist, non-attorney uh, named Tony Roman uh, presenting uh, at Truth Over Fear. Tony, his talk is called uh, Don't Resist Tyranny, Attack It. He runs a restaurant of delicious, rustic, rustic Italian food in Huntington Beach, California called Basilico's. And he never obeyed any lockdown, any restriction. And the cherry on top, Malcolm, is that you cannot enter his restaurant if you have a mask on.
1: I love it. There's a guy I'll give my business to every day of the week right yeah, there. hundred percent.
2: Wow. He's got lineups every night for for, you know, long snaking lines of humans they want to go back to uh, life before the oligarchs took over
1: before the oligarchs took over. That's exactly (laughs) it. And that's what's happened. So let me, let me ask you this here. Now, you know, you, you mentioned when you turned around the time factor and got the summit turned around back in seven days, and it really was a miracle the way you were able to do that and, and pull it all over. And I, I'm impressed because you did. I, I love your style, uh, Patrick. You, that's exactly what I would have done. I would have taken the, the the bad deal and made it a good deal. And that's kind of the beauty, beautiful thing about life. Uh, these things, these curveballs come at you. You just have to learn how to hit the curveballs. So I've been doing that all my life. And uh, I don't mind a curveball or a sinker now and then. Uh, kind of keeps us uh, aware and, and awake as to what's really going. on. Not awoke now, awake. There's a difference, you know that, uh, right?
2: Oh. oh yeah, believe me. Uh, <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, let, let me let me briefly pitch a, a wonderful guest for you. Uh, there's uh, a, a young writer named Noel Merrin has a book called "Awake, Not Woke," uh, which is a field manual to understand what woke culture is and how to counter it. So this. This, th- what happened to us is, is just, just a more extreme example of what can happen to every person listening to me right now right. who stands out.
1: Well, that's why when I was told this story by folks that are on my platform, they knew immediately that we would want to, you know, rally the troops here and get and support you, Patrick. And they said, can you and I actually made room today to have you on intentionally so we could help out in any way we could in any way possible to draw number one attention to this problem. What's happened here now? I want to I step back a minute, if, if, if we can, Patrick, you and I, and I want to talk about how we got here a moment. How did we get here? If we talk about the frog, the pot kind of thing, or then, you know, you have that one kind of scenario over here to the side here. Then you have the scenario where it seems like it got turned on really fast, Patrick, where the flame went up like like, like this happened overnight. You mentioned some really interesting things. You have a really cool video up on your site. I love your messaging. You're definitely a a brother in arms here uh, for me. It was like a candy shop going to see your messaging and your, your stuff. had not the fact that I hadn't seen it before. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. And you say here um, uh, several things in here about this, um, uh, this, this, the problems we're dealing with out there, you know, that and, and they're massive in nature, what's taking place. Here. <laughs> uh, so what I want to do is I want to take a quick pause here and I want to I want to come back here. i are listening to the voice of a nation here and uh, Patrick Coffin. That website is RestoreTheCulture.com. Need to get behind him, get behind the summit, do everything we can to support this. You know, um, and I I wanted to share with Patrick as well, YouTube uh, stopped monetizing for us about three and a half years ago uh, and they took seven, eight videos off. They were just fine videos. There was nothing edgy about them. They just talked about things they didn't want to talk about, I guess. But we're always gentlemen and ladies at the dance and we were then, but they—they they took us off, Patrick, and they disbanded us back then. Facebook took us off; they—they they threw us off the platform about four and a half years ago, actually. So, actually, before woke got really fashionable and cancel culture got really fashionable, they had already targeted me. And uh, but you know what? I'm not going to sit and cry about it. I don't do Facebook today, and I don't, I, and I hate YouTube. I don't like any of them, actually. Uh, they're all Nazis uh we're looking at more of the new world order like uh, CloutHub.com, hub.com gab anybody who welcomes free speech america out loud what you're doing patrick there at the summits uh is a truth over fear covid19 and the great reset is the name of that summit uh, we'll take a quick pause my fellow americans and be back with you in just a moment after the pause here
0: Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com.
3: Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep.
1: Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Voice of a Nation here. It is Malcolm Aloud here. And again, friends, you hear us every day, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, it's 2 2 p.m. Pacific on, on the West Coast, of course. Hear us anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. Um, hear us on our apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Uh, and uh, we have a world-class media player. We're on about 50, 60 other networks who catch America Out Loud talk radio on. Now, my show, The Voice of a Nation, plays every day, 5 p.m. again. And there is an encore now later in the day at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern time now. Again, just do the math, whatever time zone you're in. And we have listeners from all over the world and just to give an example of the growth of what's happening back at AmericaOutloud.com. and uh, we just celebrated Patrick, our five year anniversary on the network. We lost mm-hmm. in April 2016. And with that said, we just have a whole new host of shows and a, a major uh, uh, relaunch, but a um, a growth. It was time to draw a line and really step the uh, you know step forward with some uh, uh, big ideas. And we just did that about a month ago. We have seen a spike ourselves in our growth, about 35% upward of uh, folks, of new listeners and people listening to uh, our program. So we're excited about what's ahead here and planning for the next five years. And thank you again, uh, my mm-hmm. friends out there for being part of this mission. I have the honor and the privilege today to talk to Patrick Coffin. Uh, he's the uh, author, uh, podcaster himself, a summit organizer. I call him a summit visionary uh, because he's is a visionary to have these ideas. This one, he came up with Truth Over Fear, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. Uh, the website is RestoreTheCulture.com. Now, this is a really great mission. Patrick is our kind of people here. And I just met him as you are here for the first time, but definitely because his messaging is, is terrific. And he's fearless. He looks at fear. And that's my guess in the way that, uh, you know, we, uh, that we, we, we need to be looking at it, that we will fight back against these, uh, these uh, obstacles that are in our way. There's an amazing video on his website that he has right front and center on RestoreTheCulture.com that I, I suggest you uh, take a look at, it's terrific. And you talk about on there, I transcribed a few notes, Patrick, on there. You say, mm-hmm. what, what happened to our culture? And a lot of people are asking that question right now, what happened to our culture so quickly, TV, movies, news. <laughs> and of course I could add to that social media and other things like that. Well, what I really like what you say here and this is such an important message. You say here, people used to debate each other. Now they burn things down and attack each other. Violence has replaced reason and fear has begun to hold us hostage. The propaganda machine shapes ideas. It has created a new normal that would have been unimaginable just a few short years ago. So Patrick, if I take what you say right there, which is powerful, and we almost wanna pinch ourselves. Now, let me be real, I'm a realist. I'm not a theorist kind of guy. I deal with real facts and data, where we're at today. Uh, I'm a news guy, journalist, it's what I do. But I'm very suspicious of things because the evidence has mounted now to really this globalist agenda, which you pointed out very well in the early part of the conversation you talk about the propaganda machine and what was unimaginable, we almost need to pinch ourselves because it really is surreal what's taken place here. But here's the thing. Here's what I question all the time with, and I'd love to ask you as a as a strong patriot and a conservative voice yourself, and, and that <coughs> is this. How is it that... that uh, we let the Marxists have so much power. I mean, they have clearly run back to, you know, I started this conversation a while ago with you talking about we we were being censored at the universities 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And we were kind of, a, it was a bit of a chuckle at the water cooler. Can you believe that happened to X, Y, or Z? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all right. It won't happen to me, no problem. And that's what happens to people. They ignore it unless it hits their homestead. It, it doesn't become an issue for them. We're not really united on the right as conservatives, as patriots, as people who love our constitution. Whereas the left, the Marxists are very, very united and taking us down. How do we give them control of all the universities, the education system, all of the mainstream, all your newspapers, all your television stations. When I say all, we're talking 99% for sure. Your social media oligarchs. The entire megaphone of society is owned or controlled or run or this indoctrination from the Marxist left. And there is no more Democrat Party. They're gone. It is the Marxist left. How do we let this happen?
2: Well, I keep returning to the frog in the pot metaphor. Uh, People who grew up in this country after World War II, who have no memory in their own personal experience of what a real threat to liberty means. I guess the closest might be September 11th, but then the dust settled on that quickly and people went to their regular distractions, uh, watching Dancing with the Stars or watching professional sports, not noticing how even stalwarts of kind of conservative bastions like professional sports, look what happened to ESPN, Malcolm. It's the most woke of all, it's just crazy. Uh, military, top brass in the military making decisions based on politically correct, impossible to imagine ideas even from five or six years ago. So the way I put it is around 2015, before the first election, it felt like we were galloping toward the abyss, but now it feels like the abyss is galloping toward us. Uh, I, I wrote that the words that from the video before the COVID-19 hit, wow. and yet uh, the, the violence in the streets and uh, the BLM/Antifa which is a which is a Marxist front group this is not about racial equality any more than a vaccine passport is about your health um, people have to wake up and realize that when Benjamin Franklin said you know I give you a um, give you a republic if you can keep it we can lose it and I say this as a newly minted american citizen my wife is from peru i was raised in canada Three weeks ago, we became U.S. citizens and we've hit the ground fighting. Uh, We love the American spirit of punch back twice as hard, of going up against, uh, uh, you know, enemies foreign and domestic. I think I think it's every American should do the citizenship test. I think it'd be a real education to know what citizens have to pass in order to to uh, to pass their application. We my wife and I both scored perfect 100s. I'm very proud of that because I, I wanted to go all chips in to uh, to you know finally salute the flag. and if you if we the people in every country don't fight this, the oligarchs are not going to stop this movement. This is a juggernaut that is uh, not going to stop unless it's stopped by ordinary people. You don't have to have an advanced degree in political science. you don't have to be naturally brave. Malcolm, I don't consider myself a particularly courageous person. But I can say that you know it's the virtue of courage when you're feeling afraid, but doing the right thing anyway.
1: Uh, that story you tell, uh, it, it just blows me away. Uh, that you are a former Canadian, yeah? You're saying, yep, right? yes, and your wife is from Peru, right? That's okay. correct. So, I mean, this is this is really incredible. I mean, that's I. I I'm speechless because what we're talking about right now, Patrick, with you and your, your wife's first name? Her name is Mariela. Okay, M- Marietta.
2: is that it? Mariela, yeah, M-A-R-I-E-L-L-A, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, what's amazing about you, you uh, your story now is the, is the picture of America. You are Americans now. I mean, this is what's so beautiful about this country. It's just a great reminder, Patrick, to remind us. That's the beauty of our nation that we are it's it's that's the story what you just said the american story and you went through the process and now you and you're right when you have to go through uh you have to take that test i've heard a lot of people i've never taken it because i was born here and we Mm -hmm. actually should have to it's funny Maybe maybe we need to change the rules. And when we become of age, we take that same
2: test or something. I don't know, right? Well, when, when, how about a how about a voting test? You can't vote until you can pass this. I love
1: it. <laughs> Patrick, this whole thing with a the, with the voter, you know, we talk about voter ID and so on and so forth. You bring up a very interesting point. And, you know, I said just recently uh, that, uh, uh, you know, they should have an IQ test. I mean, we should have a basic IQ test because the way we're voting for people and the way you, you, for instance, you take some of these politicians and maybe this doesn't sound nice and I'm not trying to be mean-spirited here, but when you look at, I've always questioned when you take a look at some of our cities and towns and you take some of the people that they continue to elect to office or even high office in these particular jurisdictions and you wonder when they deliver nothing. I mean, there are so many cities like that, St. Louis and Chicago and Portland and Seattle and Los Angeles and New York. And I mean, there are so many places around our great country and you have to wonder, you know what? Why do you think? I mean, what? Why do citizens in those communities continue to elect the same people? You take San Francisco. You look at the career politicians that have been there forever. It, it, sadly, California, being a beautiful state, look what's happened to your state out there, Patrick. So, what gives
2: on yeah. this front? What happens? What 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 gives? Well, it makes you wonder if they're even literate. Uh, what, exactly. what is it? What, do you want to, you want to keep your, your beautiful state looking like a third world country? My wife's from a third world country. Uh, she knows what it's like to have uh, corrupt oligarchs running things and having uh, convulsive revolutions every couple of years. The stability that is lost through uh, liberal Democrat policies should be a wake up call. But people uh, let me take uh, Los Angeles, since you mentioned it. I lived there for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Angelinos are both the guards and the inmates of their own city. It doesn't occur to them that they can actually move. So sometimes you have to kind of vote with your feet and and go to a place where uh, you can provide a future for your for your kids without constantly uh, trying to fight craziness and and uh, policies that are against individual liberty and and free speech. But you know this is one of the great thing about America is that you have options and um, people have to to go where uh, they feel like they're going to blossom and flourish in life, which is what we've done.
1: Well, and you and your wife are really the uh, the the picture and the epitome of an American story. That's what America is based on and built on. We are all, you know, the, the cool thing about Americans, Patrick, to me is, and for even myself, uh, I speak of here. We're all kind of like mutts. There ain't many of us that are pedigrees here. You know, I'm a mutt. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, we're, in other words, we're a melting pot. Isn't that the right word when you're a mutt? Some, you know, when you have a pet, sometimes those mutts are the most affectionate, intelligent people, but far better than the pedigree sometimes, yeah?
2: Yeah, the the difference between Canada and the United States is that Canada calls itself a, a cultural mosaic, okay? Like a big uh, artsy quilt with, um, you know, nationalities and ethnicities sewn together, uh, which is lovely on, on paper. However, what unifies you? I mean, in the city of Toronto, where I used to live, there are 80 languages spoken. Wow. It's like the Tower of Babel um and wow. so i like the idea of of uh, a culture united by language um I, I always wince a little bit when i hear for english press one um you know my <laughs> wife's my all my kids are bilingual it's like this this is not really a good thing it doesn't it's it's not a, step, a mess, recipe for success right. to have so many languages you know pooled together as one patrick how many children you have we have two teenagers
1: teenage, yeah t- teenagers well okay how long have you been here from canada in the states i have to ask you
2: I moved from Toronto, from actually Ottawa, Ontario, to um, where I did graduate work in theology at Franciscan University in Steubenville, Ohio. That was 1994. Graduated, uh, was recruited to a film and TV company in Los Angeles in 97. So I've been in California since 97.
1: Okay. You know, Ottawa is a beautiful, beautiful country up there, man. It is really the art culture and the whole uh, landscape is terrific, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, It's a really gorgeous. Uh, similar, similar in beauty to, to, to America, um, uh, but, you know, it's, Canada is now tilting toward police state tactics with, with COVID-19 under uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, whom we, we nickname uh, Baby Doc Halfbeard. Justin has turned the country into uh, a, an almost unlivable place with, with top-down enforcement and uh, pushing for the vaccine uh, uh, passport. One of our speakers at Truth Over Fear is an attorney representing a Christian minister named James Coates. Pastor Coates was arrested, Malcolm, arrested, taken to jail. And because he wouldn't sign a release form promising not to be a bad boy the the following Sunday, he languished in a maximum security prison for 35 days for the crime of not limiting the number of Christians in his church and not imposing the mask. Wow. So his attorney is going to talk uh, about why that why that? Uh, why that story is so terrifying, and why it might be coming to a to a hometown near you. His name is John Carpe. So yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. You know, I've got several Canadians on the platform here. And uh, Tom Harris, the International Science <clears throat> Coalition, is out of Ottawa, by the way. He has mm-hmm. a show with Dr. Jay Lair, uh, The Other Side of the Story, he plays on Saturday, Sunday. They're writers as well for the platform here, Patrick. You know, very cool mm-hmm. people. Uh, we have a whole host of folks from that area. It's terrific. You know, there's another gentleman I want to uh, tell you. Uh, it, this COVID thing is pretty crazy. He would actually be a great future speaker for you, Dr. Stephen Lotuli. Uh, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of him and you know who I'm speaking about. He was uh, Justice Barred Disbanded from the uh, just an MD, a brilliant man, military guy, former military. Uh, he's a... Um, Uh, A pastor, a minister—I mean, such credentials. This guy's incredible, and he does a show on our network now. But um, uh, he—he was just—they pulled his medical license out of Oregon, Patrick. Oregon. They Mm -hmm. pulled it because he stood up to the mask and stood up to the problems, and he wouldn't play with the uh, the governor out there. And they—they went after his medical license and 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 banged him up pretty good. Uh, he's making major changes in his life now. The guy is a really beautiful person. He's a, I'm really impressed with Dr. Stephen Lotula. He's got a show mm-hmm. on the network on uh, on our platform here as well. He's a writer as well. You know, all these people we're sort of a magnet for people like this, Patrick. You know what I mean? A magnet. Yeah. To, uh, people are on fire for love for love of country and love of to make that ultimate difference here. Patrick, what can we do moving forward? Let's talk about. Um, in our time here, because then I've got Dr. Bregan coming on a little bit after here. Dr. Lee, Dr. Elizabeth Lee, uh, they'll all be here as well on the program here. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I'm loving this conversation with you. I feel like we have a new friend here with what you're doing, and that the, the summit again, and all the work that Patrick is doing, and your messaging is is outstanding. Um, you know, we're empowering these Marxist groups. Let me say this first, and I and I, I got to point this story out to you, Patrick, because I want your uh, opinion on this. You know what really disturbed me over the last couple of days? I see the reports. You talk about not Nazi police here. Facebook, Facebook Oversight Board. This is like the Grand Pooh bar, if you will, the the odds yeah. behind the curtain. So the Facebook Oversight Board upholds the suspension of Donald Trump's account. Like, who really cares? Who gives a rat's ass at this point? I mean, do you think you yeah. have something we need, or do you think he cares? I mean, you know, it's but these people are so out of control, and they are playing the the judge and the jury and the the audience and all of it. These groups, like you mentioned, YouTube or even <laughs> Facebook, this is a real problem out there. Uh, they they just said that they're they're not. Yeah, uh, you know, it's really weird the story with these people. They, listen to this, Patrick. There's two posting question. This is how they took this guy down. Facebook. Now I'm talking about. Yep. because as president he put out a he put out a, uh, a a message or a post that talked about to defend his supporters patrick can you believe what he did he defended his supporters by saying they were very special now yep. facebook came out and and highlighted the words very special they did not like him calling americans and his supporters very special <coughs> and they said that was reason to ban him
2: yeah it's an excellent reason to leave Facebook if you're on it because they hate, they literally hate you. Yeah. You're not on Facebook. I take it. We are porting off of Facebook. I want to get ahead of the whole banning. It's this is the the next chapter is, is, is self-canceling off of platforms that are just going the way of uh, MySpace. That's what's I happening I'm
1: self-canceling. That's, we got to remember yeah. that. We got to do something about that self-canceling. Now I've started to do that as well. In fact, you know, when we relaunched the site at americoroutloud.com, Patrick, when we put all the social media shares there, we specifically put Gab and Pollard, up in front of Facebook and all of those and mm-hmm. just, just to rub salt in the wound. You understand?
2: <clears throat> yeah. Well, you have to... Luckily, with the digital revolution, we're not stuck to just listening to Walter Cronkite or using this one tool or avenue. We have ways of getting around it. And I special kudos to Andrew Torba. For building Gab and to Mike Lindell, I'm on the new Frank speech platform, which is uh, that's a, big, a couple of uh, kinks they're working out. But um, that's the American spirit: punch back twice as hard. Huh. You know, don't don't you be the opposite of a
1: victim. That, well, that's a victor, to be a victor. Yeah. What What do we do moving forward at this point? Uh, uh, you, you mentioned a real action step there a moment ago, and that is to uh, self-cancel. Now, think about that, people. So what, what Patrick is saying there, instead of us waiting around to be canceled, self-cancel yourself. And that's a hashtag we should play with uh, and do yeah. something with that, Patrick. That's a great yeah. self I'm going to write that down. So what's the, what's the big message to Americans? What, how do we take this fight
2: to the street? What do we got to do? Well, I would recommend that people ask themselves whether they have both sides of the story. If, if anyone listening right now has wondered, why is it that a disease that's sold all the time as so terrifying and deadly, and virulent, it's so bad that you need a test to find out if you even have it. Uh, why Why are they lying to us? Why this massive scale propaganda? I mean, this is deception you can see from space, Malcolm. Um, if this was a real pandemic, believe me, people would, would self-isolate, they would hunker down, they would, because uh, they don't want to lose their lives, right? But no, you have to re- be reminded of it 24-7, that's called the psychological operations. Uh, at work. So if folks go to uh, RestoreTheCulture.com, this is a free summit. We do recommend that you pick up a premium pass so that you can have access to the speakers themselves. Bring, bring your tough questions, uh, bring whatever objections you might have, because unless you have both sides of the equation, something you're not going to get from Anderson Cooper and Bill Gates and uh, Bill Gates's diary, which is the New York Times, um, you can't make the right decision going forward for your family. And one of the reasons, and the proof's in the pudding here, Malcolm, this is not conservative versus liberal, Democrat versus Republican. We have Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Democrat icon. We have Rosa Cori, who runs Democrats Against UN Agenda 21. On the other hand, we have Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, the highest profile critic of Pope Francis on the planet. We have Bishop Athanasius Schneider. We have both conservatives and liberals because everyone is aiming at the same target which is that we're being lied to. This vaccine is not legally definable as a vaccine. Um, The vaccine passports are not about COVID, they're about your data. So I'm not telling people that they should accept my conclusions. I'm not trying to convert anybody to any conclusion at all, but you've got to have both sides of the questions locked in your brain if you wanna make a decision that makes sense for you and your kids. So that's why I I would invite people to go to restoretheculture.com, be skeptical, bring the debate. That's the thing that's missing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the doc you mentioned, yeah. uh, you and I and all the, the, the hosts on your platform, we want to debate, bring on the, the opposition, well, that's but they want, to de- they want to delete. And that's the difference.
1: That is the difference, debate or delete. That's another great line there as we're talking to Patrick Coffin here. Patrick, one last thing I want to mention to you. I love what you say there. The message and the mission is so powerful, brother, so powerful. With all this happening now, uh, I, I wonder this, why now? Why is this all? I mean, it's a question I don't think we have the answer for, but why is and then I thought a moment, Patrick, and I want to I want to offer this to you. You know, we had uh, eight years of a, of a president that was a Marxist, as in Barack Obama, in his agenda in America. Yeah, he did a lot of damage in eight years. The problem is, before that, we had three other stooges as far as uh, Bush, Clinton and Bush, I look at Ronald Reagan, number 40, and Donald Trump, 45, as bookends to America's salvation. In between that to me is a cancer of almost 30 years of ineptness, and corruptness in politics here in our nation. And that's the way I see it. That's my vision. That's my world. Now you have Barack Obama in there. He, he, he all the damage there. So when I ask why now, Patrick, why did this happen right now? Was it Donald Trump? Was he that much of a th- and when you think about the think about the four years he was at the helm here and all the all the burners he ta- turned on, all the policies he reversed all the things he did to make it feel good to be a patriot again, to stand up and salute the flag, to be respectful, to pray again to God, to bring it all back to where it is. Was he the threat? Is that the problem? Did he remind Americans what it is to be an American?
2: Yeah, when you have the this Facebook... Uh... A uh, group of uh, superior overlords, it's, uh, taking offense that he, President Trump called his supporters very special, you're talking about a virulent hatred of a version of America that, that President Trump rep- represented. Uh, America first, uh, not, uh, not Brussels first, not uh, Ireland or Sweden first. That is the world's largest stick in the, in the Marxist globalist mud. And when you have someone who's willing to take the slings and arrows, who is not afraid of conflict, they don't know what to do. They can't debate him. So all they can do is take him down and ban his, uh, take off his Twitter feed and shame him on on social media platforms. Ordinary people notice this. Uh, This is why, look at at what President Trump overcame. He overcame the liberal media industrial complex, all all of the universities, uh, the woke culture from top to bottom, and he still won you know? know? And why, why aren't you allowed to talk about the stolen election? Why can't we say that the guy who, who could uh, command 25,000 people at every airport that he stopped versus uh, poor old Joe who could barely get uh, the dog catcher to listen to him in a, in a coherent sentence. I don't know anyone in my circle of friends who believes mm. that, uh, that Joe Biden uh, won fair and square, but that's just one example. Wow. Wow. Uh, but I, I think, I think there's a a greater sweep of history here that goes back to uh, Karl Marx himself. Most Americans don't know that Marx lectured in America. He was already planting seeds uh, before the First World War. So, you know, wow. the, the communists have a long game in mind, right, Malcolm? Yeah. They're, they're yeah, not, so. they don't, want, they don't want results by next Tuesday. They've got generations in mind. Well,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what I am juiced right now talking to Patrick Cawthon, uh, really, really juiced. Uh, I, 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 Hard to tell you otherwise, but he is, uh, he's all over this. Uh, The website, let's get behind uh, him, please, and his message, uh, truth over fear. That's, That's an important message, my friends, whatever the subject matter is. Uh, and uh, RestoreTheCulture.com dot com is important. I would get there, take a look at what's happening, and engage on every level that we can. I also like this ha- hashtag #selfcancel. It's it, we we must stand up, and he puts it out there so well. Uh, you know, listen, the mission continues. Uh, the, there's a globalist move and a takeover that's happening. Uh, he just put it out there very well, uh, very well spoken on on these uh, matters here. All right, stay right there. We'll continue on with Hour 2 here, and we'll see you just on the other side of the boys here.
0: The heart and soul of a nation beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. Honor. Our soul. Our soul, the challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm.
1: Well, listen, we're an hour or two here. Thank you again for staying with us, my friends. It's so great to have a couple hours a day here to be able to talk to America. I, I so enjoy it. And I thank you very much for helping us out here Uh, listen our program here 5 p.m weekdays uh there's an encore at 10 p.m by the way i want to remind you of that eastern time now so 5 to 7 and 10 to 12 you'll catch the voice of a nation what you're listening to right now uh so In addition to Patrick, now I am pleased that we're going to continue on here with this conversation. We're doing it with uh, two amazing patriots here. Uh, Dr. Peter Bregan will join us here in just moments. Uh, He's uh, an author of a a, a new book that's coming out that is going to be quite something. It will be out over the next couple of months, actually. Uh, And it's going to be powerful. Uh, uh, This is one that, you know, we're going to really get behind him and, uh, help put this out there for him because it's it's got to be read. And I know because I know people who've looked at this and who've read already some of the manuscripts and, and things of this book, and they say it is powerful, beyond powerful. So it's entitled COVID-19 and the Global Predators. We are their prey. Hmm. Wow. We are their prey. Uh, the website to that is we are theprey.com. We are theprey.com. P-R-E-Y, of course. And uh, they have a program too, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the program. If you get the book early on, you'll get a manuscript in your email quickly. uh, So you'll sort of know what's going on with this powerful message that Dr. Brecken, he and his wife Ginger Brecken have spent an awful lot of time and resources and uh, to really dig in and research the problem here. Uh, and also uh, a part of my, uh, our team nation here, Dr. Lee for America is here. She will also, you'll hear her voice in the mix as well today. Uh, and she is a frontline physician, as you know, an MD uh, and always my pleasure and privilege to have my friend, uh, Dr. Lee here with us on, on uh, this fight forward, my friend. So, um, you know, we left it off with Patrick Coffin in the early part of the program there uh, about uh, this takeover that appears to be happening. You know, we talk about, he described, as I've described to you prior, the frog in the pot kind of thing, where it seems like the temperature has gotten really hot very fast. Now, his seminar was canceled. Uh, I, I want to start right there before we get into the global predators and what we're faced with. Uh, Dr. Peter Bregan and uh, Dr. Lee, Dr. Elizabeth Lee Fleet, is her professional MD name, uh, were uh, speakers for this summit, this amazing summit that uh, Patrick was putting on here uh, that I told you is called Truth Over Fear. And, uh, and, and I'd like to start there, if I could, with that uh, principal point there. Uh, and bring on Dr. Peter Bregan first here and and talk about that summit that you were uh, scheduled, uh, Dr. Bregan, to talk at here. Uh, It has been rescheduled now a week away, and they turned it around amazingly, brilliantly, immediately. And now it is up again to play uh, this coming weekend here. Um, Tell me about that, uh, what what your thoughts are about this. I understand it was canceled right midstream of it happening here. What's that all about, you think?
4: It it was quite an experience because uh, uh, I was the next person up. (laughs) And um, I'd been preparing for this. I love Patrick uh, Coffin. He's amazing. And um, all of a sudden, um, it's all gone. Uh, They pulled the plug out of the Australia um, platform, and Australia is actually more oppressed by uh, the uh, global predators and uh, directly by China, which is nearby, communist China, than we are, Uh, but we are catching up with them.
1: That's an interesting point, Dr. Bregan. He he also pointed out earlier, uh, Patrick, even Canada is more oppressed. And you mentioned Australia there. I cannot believe that you were the next speaker. That is mind shattering. What happened at that moment that you're at the seminar now? What What did y'all get a notice on the computer? What took place?
4: Well, first, we were already scrambling because we had checked out the platform for uh, the talk, uh, the website that was set up for my talk. Each of us had our own websites because we'd gone to the website to check it out and none of the links were working. If you tried to buy my book, uh, it sent you to uh, somebody else's website. If you wanted to get to my website, Bregan.com, it sent you to somebody else's website. And so we were getting very edgy to begin with. And then it was like, oh, my God, they really are clamping down. They really are. And they're going for the best, the brightest, and the most articulate, uh, which is uh, Patrick Coffin. And the um, we were supposed to be doing a live portion. And that is going to start again this coming Friday. Right. The way it was organized... was we all did one hour, roughly one hour talks. Maybe some were shorter. Those were put in the can and made available to everybody to listen to. And then they could come hear us in a live Q&A in the order that was arranged by Patrick. And I was for 5.30 on Friday. It started earlier on Friday. And I never got to do a live Q&A. So what people will be hearing on Friday is... They'll be able to access the one-hour talks before that, I think. And then on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday will be the live Q&As, which... So it was mind-blowing. It reminded me that we really are in a kind of yeah, a war. Yeah, we are. We
1: are there. War. And, and you know, uh, uh, that information, now, if you're hearing this after that weekend, by the way, all that information, uh, because it will go on, he's doing these seminars, I, I believe on a regular basis he will be, is RestoreTheCulture.com, if you hear the program on podcast there It's all still very, very relevant, no matter when you hear this. Let me bring in Dr. Lee for America. I'd like to hear from you, Dr. Lee, and talk about the outrage that is uh, should be heard uh, from sea to sea on what took place here.
5: Well, Malcolm, quite frankly, big tech censoring that conference leads to deaths of Americans and people around the world unequivocally when this medical information that is life-saving about early treatment and about the serious risk of these experimental biological agents incorrectly called vaccines. It is devastating and it is costing lives. And this has got to stop. And people, thank you for bringing this to the attention of your audience. People have got to start lobbying their legislators to stop this big tech tyranny.
1: All right, excellent, perfect. Right, Thank you for both of you to report on that. Again, to, to, to remind everybody, Dr. Lee for America, Dr. Peter Brecken, we're both scheduled to be speakers at the seminar that Patrick Coffin has, uh, we had scheduled, and now it has been moved. Get more of that information again at uh, that website that I mentioned, RestoreTheCulture.com is where you can hear it. Now, I want to talk about the big picture. I want to step back with you both here a moment here. And Dr. Bregan, let me let me tell folks, what I, I want to really now jump this conversation up And I'd like to get up not to 35,000 feet, I'd I'd actually like to get up to 50,000 feet. Now, when I do 50,000 feet, listeners know it's a big deal. That means we're really up there pretty high now and we're looking down to see what exactly is going on. I love to do that in my life, let me tell you. I love to step out of a moment or a room or a meeting or something in our life to really look back and see what exactly is happening. You know, and I do this a lot in my own personal life, I'm suggesting to you, and I suggest you all do it in your lives, but really let's do that now on the program here. And, and here's what I wanna say here. Uh, let me read you this uh, very interesting uh, uh, to uh, quote here, phrase from a British writer, Conrad Black, that I uh, was given to me uh, just recently here. And it's it, it is very powerful. It says this, it is now clear that as the avalanche of wokeness and national self-hate has crashed over the restraining walls of America, one pillar of traditional American democracy after another has fallen. While the whole process was so sudden, has come on so unexpectedly, that it's still difficult to appreciate the gravity of the assault on the American conception of itself. Wow, wow, wow. That really got my attention there. That, that uh, quote phrase there is quite something. We're talking here, Dr. Bregan, the woke revolution, the cancel culture, the common core curriculum in our education system, the unhinged mainstream media, the social media oligarchs, the megaphone of the Marxist left. But I wanna go further now. And when we bring it up to 50,000 feet here, we look at the power of the people in control because it almost is one of those moments where you have to pinch yourself to know what's really taking place in our great country. Who is? It seems like there's almost a master plan here, and I, I, I don't, I, I don't deal with theorists. But keep in mind, remind everybody, a conspiracy is just an idea, a plan, an organized plan. And it seems like uh, this is so surreal right now, Doctor that You almost think. When you talk about global predators in your book, I'd like you to talk about that a moment. And what what are we really faced with as a people? Who is the enemy exactly?
4: Well, the enemy is a number of enemies, all of which have in common that they're predators, that they exploit humanity. Uh, Some of them are uh, billionaires. In fact, they're all of the top billionaires except Larry Ellison. None of them are patriotic. And by them, I mean Bezos, Bill and Melinda Gates, Warren Buffett, Zuckerberg, uh, Larry Page, uh, Michael Bloomberg's a big one. Schwab isn't the billionaire, but he's a big part of it. He's the great reset intellectual, so to speak. And so you have these very wealthy billionaires who uh, probably due to the progressive education, the anti-religious education in America they've been exposed to growing up, They have no ties to our culture, no ties to being American. They're not patriots. They never speak as if they're patriots. And they are very wealthy. Most of them got wealthy very young. They're almost like overgrown adolescents with a grandiose lust for more money and more power. That's one set of them. And I don't think we've quite ever had anything like this before. Then there are the top tech companies which they are very much involved with. And now all the top tech companies have no patriotic identification with America. And you ask them, well, who are they identified with? And the bizarre thing that we dug into and just shocked us we were not expecting this. They're all tied to communist China. They all invest big time there. They all see America as an overused, worn out market. And they're all looking for China to be their leading uh, person that they're going to leading entity that they're going to be working with. And it was so extreme that in uh, 2019, when uh, President uh, Trump was doing so well uh, in terms of America first, he was closing the border he was uh, uh, putting China at a distance, letting them know they couldn't get away with what they were doing. He was bringing back industry to America and he was had the highest job uh, <clears throat> fulfillment that had been in America in all its history and especially for minorities and women and people who usually have a, a lesser uh, piece of the pie. So he was doing extraordinarily well. And... Um, This is the overview from 50,000 feet. When they saw Trump, they knew they had to destroy him and his representation of the American middle class and populism and the responsible working class, all of whom are deeply committed patriots by and large. And most of them are, are, I'm Jewish by the way, but say most of these people are Christians and uh, they believe in America, they believe in God, they believe in basic values. They saw the end of their globalist money-making exploitation, uh, working through China, so they got they that that's why we suddenly see all this coming out of the woodwork. It's like a film where where you've got these you know uh, 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 dark shadowy figures with wings and tails coming out of the you know the crannies and the nooks and to attack uh, the armies of the good you know because they they've been stimulated by something. Well, they were stimulated by a populist America, patriotic America, which would not continue to succumb to globalism as it had under every president since uh, Ronald Reagan, including the Republicans. <clears throat> and um, so in, 2020, uh, in 2019, it really comes out who they are. And it's a conference by Mike Bloomberg, Michael Bloomberg, who's made a fortune. He's a former mayor of New York. He, he has no love for America. and. Bloomberg holds a conference, and where does he hold it? Right when we're taking on China, he holds it in Beijing. And who is his single co-sponsor? It's an organization that's a part of the Chinese Communist Party. And who does he uh, have uh, there uh, with shining, smiling faces? Uh, Xi Jinping, the head of the most violent, powerful, overwhelming dictatorship in the history of the world. And what are they talking about? They're talking about recoupling with China and who's there. A lot of big American figures are there Um, that's being uh, promoted or uh, sponsored by dozens of big corporations, not just tech and not and uh, not just the American billionaires. So you see this coalition that at first seems so bizarre between all the big. most important worldwide companies who are all trying to get into China or are in China, the American billionaires who wanna be in China. And this is so extreme that Bloomberg just a week or two ago said that the Maoist, use the word, the Maoist uh, approach of the Chinese regime was much more effective in controlling the epidemic and its people and did them much greater service than the bumbling, basically, Donald Trump. It was basically a Mao, yes, Trump, no. That is the extremity to which these people are alienated from everything good and identified with the Chinese communists. And that's one of the reasons uh, Australia is getting hit so hard, harder than us, is because they're part of the Southern route uh, for uh, China to go around the world, and they were great, uh, they're a great—they're a big resource place for China. So that's the big overview from from fifty thousand feet. And I never expected to find this. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm a very uh, data-based person. So is my wife Ginger, who's the co-author. You know, I've been—I've been, a, I've been a, approved an, uh, probably a hundred times in United States and Canadian courts, both federal and state here in the United States. I've written maybe 60, I don't remember, 70 scientific peer-reviewed articles, over 20 books. Some of them are medical books, straight medical. Some are popular bestsellers. Um, And I have always documented everything and I did not expect to find this out.
1: Yeah, this uh, was clearly uh, a moment in time with China and their influence. And you hit it head on at 50,000 feet, I'm certain of it. Because for those of you who heard me talk about Patrick, I question that exactly what you say there, Dr. Bregan. I questioned Patrick with that just at the end of hour one in that first powerful interview there that we had. And that, you know, the frog in the pot sort of thing. Yeah, a lot of these things have been building for years. But when Trump came in, he sort of started rocking the canoe and setting the place on fire for freedom. And patriotism, it was, it was in vogue again to stand for the flag and to celebrate uh, God Almighty and to pray and to all of these things that are American traditions and now were, again very popular, uh, and there was a pushback to the woke uh, culture and the cancel culture. Well, the social media oligarchs didn't like that, and other people didn't like that. Uh, who and China was number one. You know, you have to dial it back to when Trump first took office, uh, when he had. You remember, you guys, the uh, the uh, when Xi Jinping visited Mar Lago. And you remember when Trump had ordered the missiles off there when, Mar- when he was sitting there and they were the, the couples? And it was at that moment, that was early in the administration, by the way, but that was sort of a spark. And Xi Jinping and and Trump always referred to him as my friend, but he did that with everybody uh, all the way across the aisle. And, you know, it's the uh, it's how you um, phrase those things. And, of course, the media took that in context of how they wanted to take it, that he was playing with dictators and evil people. That wasn't at all what was happening. He was trying to get through to these people. But there was something that was never going to be right about China. You know, we've been talking about China, Dr. Brecken, for a long time. Here's a here's a uh, country that has 1.4 billion people. They're the second largest economy in the world. They are on the move. They are a repressive organization. Uh, human rights is in in the tank. There, they have no no fact, no quality of life. In fact, when that thing happened in Wuhan and that blew up. You remember, you might remember this, Lee, even when we were talking about they had the crematoriums burning and people just burning bodies everywhere. And it was a mess. That's where COVID, the spark of COVID happened, uh, was right there. And they have no value for human life whatsoever. China doesn't. You know, all roads seem to lead to that. Dr. Lee, what is your take on that? I'm curious to get your insight here, and your input on, because what Dr. Bregan is saying is what my suspicions have been and what Patrick and I talked about, China and that Marxist regime and mentality seem to be behind a lot of this.
5: Oh, I don't think there's any question. And they've had a hundred-year plan to dominate the world. My husband and I were talking about this in the 19. 70s. And he always said that during the Cold War with Russia that everyone was focused on, my husband always said China is the real threat, not Russia. And and I agree. Other point that our listeners don't know, and Dr. Bregan will talk more about this because it's in his book. But when I was doing the early research last year on the COVID pandemic that I was working on independently before Dr. Bregan and I connected, I found that Anthony Fauci's division at NIH was funding gain-of-function viral research in Wuhan, China, going back to at least 2002, perhaps earlier. So there were links between Anthony Fauci and the Chinese University of North Carolina and some other institutions in the United States involved in funding viral research to make viruses more lethal. And I had found that early last year. And Dr. Bregan has documented that in even more explosive documents he's found. So I hope he will address that.
4: Well, I can talk about that uh, now, if you like. I mean, it was pretty disturbing to us. The uh, events that uh, uh, Dr. Lee is talking about have to do with gain of function, which is making normal viruses or perhaps a, uh, an infectious virus really lethal. Uh, it's raising its uh, level of dangerousness to, to, uh, to society, make it more infectious, make it more deadly. <clears throat> and in 2015, uh, and we came across this when Ginger found it separately uh, from Lee, she found this article, brought it to me, uh, <clears throat> to look at it and I couldn't believe that that we were actually funding the development of biological weapons because anything that, be, that is a virus that you make into something that's inf- more infectious and deadly is a biological weapon. We're making biological weapons with the Wuhan Institute. And Fauci had to know that anything like the Wuhan Institute in China is essentially a military organization Um, In fact, uh, shortly after the pandemic started, they they put the uh, chief biological warfare expert in charge as the director. But even before that, all the researchers have to be reporting to the communist uh, Chinese. It's part of a policy they have, which is called the military civil fusion. There is no separation. There's no separation between literally the army, the people's army and the any of the businesses that China conducts, any of the research that it conducts. Well, we couldn't believe that. We did have some context right into the Trump circle. And I did a blog and we did a <clears throat> we did a blog together, Ginger and I, and I did a video that immediately went over 40,000. Trump uh, rec- received the information. And two days later, he cut off the funding. Now China, but he didn't cut off uh, the the um, funding for the gain of function for making deadly viruses mm. he cut off the relationship to China, which Fauci would struggle around and find ways around over time, and the interesting thing then is um, and I'm I'm going to uh, skip a couple of things because I think it's um, there's just so much here and I'll try to get to the most important stuff. So then um, in 2016 these same people begin to write an article in which they talk about how, since we can now make these viruses and we now have a chance therefore to make vaccines for them, which the article talked about, they weren't very successful. One of the vaccines they made actually made the older mice sicker and uh, was uh, more deadly to the uh, human epithelial cells that they were working with in the lab. Um, and it wasn't very good, but they they thought they could make new um, that they could do uh, new viruses, new new vaccines. So from that begins an onslaught of preparation starting in 2015, 16 and 17, where they are going to at some point make billions and billions of dollars on a coronavirus pandemic. And it's not because the coronavirus is the most deadly of all uh, or or the hardest to contain. It's that it's the easiest to make into a severe pathogen in the lab. And there was a planning event that was uh, uh, held in China during this period of time that Fauci paid our scientists to go to and work together with the Chinese. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody was literally tooling up for this. Then in uh, 2017, we have a huge big year. The Homeland Security publishes a grand plan for interagency responses to biological attacks or releases. The uh, FDA announces new guidelines for the emergency use authorization. All this is happening in 2017 and it's following the realization, Hey, that we can, we can actually make these things in a lab like a plague, and then we can make vaccines for them. And that's why is all the push for the vaccines. That's why you can't get good treatments in America that uh, Dr. Lee talked about that are so, they're really very effective treatments available. And, the, uh, the reason why all that has to not has to be stopped is that from the beginning, they are planning on making a fortune on the vaccines. So the, um, so that's right. all
1: about 2017. All of that has taken yeah. place there. Uh, and it really is power, greed, uh, money. Uh, it's all there, isn't it? I mean, it's a, it's a bestseller, isn't it?
4: Oh yes. From two fifth, 2015 on, yeah. uh, Bill Gates is actually investing in drug companies to begin setting up the exact details that will later be announced as operation um, uh, warp speed I mean this is amazing I couldn't this was one of our more recent findings yeah. way back 2015 they're tooling up for that hmm. Hmm. then in, in 2017 uh, President Obama, um, actually uh, calls a moratorium on these uh, events. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like what's happening. A lot of scientists are complaining, are you crazy? We're not gonna learn to uh, stop uh, an epidemic by developing vaccines against uh, viruses that aren't gonna cause the epidemic. That doesn't make any sense. This is useless and we're gonna have a leak. It's gonna be a disaster or maybe somebody will use it as a weapon. This is crazy. So Obama uh, eventually stops this research. Only Fauci doesn't let it stop. He actually continues the basic program of gain of function despite the presidential moratorium written Mm
0: -hmm.
4: on presidential stationery. So
1: why do you think Obama uh, wanted to stop it right then?
4: Well, I think Obama maybe wasn't a part of the plan. I don't know that uh, he was trusted by uh, the global billionaires and so on and so forth. Interestingly enough, he showed no interest in stopping the work with China that was probably already going on. Interesting. But I, you know, the scientists were telling him this is crazy. They yeah. were writing letters. They they had all kinds of stuff going on at that period of time. Yeah. But you know, I can't answer for why. He yeah, yeah, but no. But, but it, it makes you... me
1: think a little bit, uh, Doctor Bregan. It makes me think a little bit because. Uh, you know, a lot of people believe. Uh, in recent days and weeks, I'm seeing a lot of people do believe that Barack Obama is behind a lot of this. A lot of conservatives, Republicans, in fact, they look at this as a third term for Barack Obama—not Joe Biden—but it's actually a third term, is what they reference it as. And that's actually said quite a bit to me. And then when you say this, it kind of leaves me a little quandary. So I, I, I questionable, I guess. Uh, And you point out some I mean, I like the conversation we're having because it it leaves it open. I think that uh, uh, Obama is obviously we're all wondering, I mean, is he the poster child for what exactly you know what was happening. Putting that over there aside, there a moment, let me draw a couple other conclusions here for folks, and then we'll we'll continue on here. And it's this if you remember back to, to our point here, let me point out to our audience and to uh, Dr. Bregan and Dr. Lee here that uh, November, you know, if you listen to the timeline that Dr. Bregan puts out there, and then you dial it back here to 2019, November of 2019, I always reference that date. Because in November of 2019, things were going along very swimmingly well here in America. I mean, the economy was bustling. The numbers were incredible. Jobs uh, for everybody. I mean, all across all different groups, ethnic groups, ethnicities. I mean, everybody, he was turning on the flame of America uh, like we hadn't seen happen after really almost 30 years of uh, inept government uh, conditions which is again, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama. That's about 30 years between Reagan and Trump. Reagan and Trump are my bookends uh, to a prosperous America. And in the middle, you have a cancer, as far as I can see. This is what I'm, uh, this is me talking now. Um, I'm not saying this is what Reagan or Lee would think, but it, it certainly is my opinion. And, and I've told you that before, my friends, and, and I absolutely believe it in my heart. And, and so all of that happened, you take it back to November, There was a war going on in America here. Trump was fearless, and he was out there in the media using, again, using their tools, the Marxist oligarchs, using their tools to get a message out. And the reason he had to use their tools is because the patriots, the the conservative right, didn't have the tools. They were asleep at the wheel. They didn't own the newspapers, the television outlets, the social media. None of that was owned by the conservative patriotic people. It was owned by the Marxist left. that That's cancer number one. They also had been indoctrinating our kids as cancer number two. So I point this all out to you because you look, and in the meantime, the Democrat Marxist machine come in and they do this Russia, Russia, Russia dossier, uh, Moscow, uh, Putin, and we all knew it was China. China was always gonna be the problem. It was not Russia. We have more in common with Russia uh, as a Christian nation than we do with China, always did. And in fact, Trump wanted to work with Putin. If you remember everybody, he made it a point to say, and then of course the media and the and the operatives on the Democrat, well, he's just being buddies with the uh, Russians. He wasn't being buddies with the Russians. He was a he, Trump was an American, he was a patriot. True and true. He has blood that bleeds red, white, and blue, like you and I probably. I know for me for sure, and probably most of you as well. If we bleed red, white, and blue. And so that's where Trump was from. And he just, he knew it was in our best interest to work with Putin and Russia, but that didn't happen because they made it into a farce. And these are our political elites in Washington, the left and the right. It became a game of ping pong for them up there. Pretty sad people. All of that happened, okay? And so uh, if you tie all of this to Dr. Bregan and what he's saying, I will say to you this, I think they did some very quick math in November. That virus was already being uh, dealt with. It was already being formulated. This wasn't any seafood market. This wasn't a bat in the soup, or this was all garbage. Uh, This thing was already happening and planned. I absolutely believe that Dr. Bregan is right. And why else? And and let me throw this at you people. Why else? Give me an answer to this. Could you tell me that China would stop the Chinese from traveling around their country, China, so not to populate that virus throughout China. They stopped travel there and they encouraged it throughout the world. Why was that? Why? Why? Why did that happen? Right? And look at all that happened with that and transpired. I remember the moment and I remember when I was reporting in December over the Christmas holiday in January, coming into an election year, like, well, there's some rumblings about a virus in China, but it doesn't make any sense. Uh, uh, well, and we all thought, well, probably be nothing, I guess, but something's happening out there. People are dying. And then you have the, the crematoriums are all burning and people, the smell was people burning bodies. And what? This is crazy. And this is what we were hearing. I was reporting on it. I know, I did some pretty blistering shows back in that moment here of time. All of that took place. And then you start to do the math, my fellow Americans. You had Donald Trump who was unleashed, a patriotic conservative, a constitutionalist who believed in the uh, spirit of America. He was on the march to put more uh, uh, balanced uh, judges in our system, both in the Supreme Court and throughout the judicial system. He was fixing things in America, making it cool to be a patriot again, making it cool to put your hand on your heart, making it cool to pray to God Almighty. He was making it cool to do all the the evangelicals liked him, loved him. He was on the fight of good and evil. Listen to all that people and then do your math and you think, well, but this timeline, well, the timeline Dr. Bregan points out fits handsomely into what I tell you now. And then Trump became enemy number one and all that exploded. So that's where we are right there. So what we'll do now, let's take a pause here, take a breath. I know I need to come off air myself. And I want to get uh, Dr. Bragan and Dr. Lee to respond to what I just put out there because I think they seen him as a threat, and they took that moment as an opportunity to bring America to its knees. AmericaOutloud.com is the alternative from the agenda-driven globalist. Here. We take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. On-demand podcast or real-time talk radio with our streaming apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all.
6: Never before in our history have we witnessed the level of hatred that is now being waged against our law enforcement. While anarchist groups create havoc and overwhelm our first responders, these same groups and their corporate supporters are calling for the police forces to be shrunk and defunded. What can you and I do to make a difference? How can we stand up for what is right and to show our support? That's what I'm going to tell you about this incredible new platform. It's called shoptotheright.com. And it's a new shopping platform that will help you find businesses that align with your values. They feature products made in America. They support veteran-owned businesses as well as our law enforcement community. This is a time when we need to stick together. We need to shop together and we need to support each other. It's time for you and I to make some noise and stand up to protect our country, and one easy way to do that is to shop and give our money to companies that don't seek to destroy our way of life. So join the fight for liberty. Shop totheright.com. Support those American businesses that support law enforcement and veterans.
0: Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com.
1: welcome back to voice of a nation here it is yours truly malcolm out loud here and thank you again friends for being with us on the mission here in the fight of good and evil here on the voice of a nation at uh, america out loud talk radio uh we are uh, the voice of liberty and justice for all uh we are fighting the good fight out there we need your help to get that message out there please we continue to push out there and Obviously, we will be a target as well here. We've already been hacked and brought down previously. They've they've been after us before. We have to be cautious. We have security measures up. We're doing everything we can. Um, You know, that's all we can do, people. Put the message out there every day. Continue to move the meter forward and fight the good fight. That's our mission. It's our passion. It's what we're supposed to do. It's, It's why we're here. So that is, that's what this is all about here at America Out Loud. We are the voice of freedom here, voice of liberty, your voice for sure. We're speaking with Dr. Peter Bregan. He's got this amazing new book coming out here in just a couple of months. He and his wife, Ginger, have really put their lives into this. I mean, he's written a lot of books. He's done a lot of things, but nothing like this. You talk about being a target. Wow. He's front and center of that as well. COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are Their Prey. <laughs> that is the title of that book. And that website is wearetheprey.com. Now, here's the deal. If you go to wearetheprey.com and you, you end up getting the book and making this happen here, they get they, they do something very unique, very different, very unusual. I love unique and unusual things. That's That's what I'm all about, right? And uh, But what they do is they send you the manuscript right away. The system will uh, will send it to your email and you'll get the manuscript. And so then you'll know what the story is and what this book is all about uh, and what the fight is. Uh, so I encourage you to do that. prey.com Check it out there, please, uh, with uh, Dr. Peter Bregan and uh, Ginger Bregan, his wife. Um, that are doing uh, amazing work with all of our patriots and people on our platform. And Dr. for America is here and my, our, our team nation here, so here as well today. All right, so Dr. Bregan, I want to bounce it right at you here now. And I, I, I just put out my story and uh, uh, here, uh, my quick mission and passage to what I think happened. Yeah, he was absolutely a threat. I mean, I've reported on it and I seen it happening in real time. I seen the Wuhan virus. I know what was happening back there in the crematoriums. I knew what was taking place. They stopped traveling China. They applauded it all over the rest of the world so they could spread their evil plans. I mean, the, this China, these are Marxist evil people from hell, the center of hell. Uh, That's my message. What do you say?
4: Um, A lot of people don't know, Malcolm, that China has a religion. It's official religion that is taught to the children. And it's the official religion of the country. And it's atheism. They actually go that far with it. Wow, wow, wow. I want to give you a couple of things that people don't know that really shed a lot of light on what is going on. One of them is the question of why would the Chinese uh, intentionally release something? And what makes us think it was probably an intentional release? And why would they do it in their own country? Well, first of all, the Chinese have had at least four coronavirus accidental releases. And every single one of them was contained. The people were traced, even, even the people who got contaminated in the lab and, and went back home um, 100 miles away. Maybe a, a couple of people died in their family, but it was always contained. Even SARS-CoV-1, the very first back in 2003, which we still don't know that it was from nature. That, too, could have been a purposeful release. More likely, that could have been an accidental release back then. We don't know that it's from nature. It's, we've never—it's never been proven that these SARS-CoV uh, uh, viruses are, are from nature. The um, <clears throat> the Chinese have a very particular economic problem. They are overwhelmed with old people. Their policies of um, of abortion and destruction of uh, of unborn infants to contain the families, first to one child and then more recently to two, have left them without a sufficient labor force, without sufficient funds coming upward that they can uh, provide any safety net for the old people. Old people are revered in China, but the families are stuck with them with no ability to support them. The, the great number of families. And so it was actually a boon to the Chinese economy from the viewpoint of the communists to find a virus from the, which the beginning, going back to 2015 when they were developing the first SARS-CoV virus with the Americans, the odd characteristic of the virus was that it mainly attacked old people and spared young people completely, in contrast to say the the seasonal flu. So it was in many ways a more perfect weapon than one could have imagined. And I've not heard people discuss it, maybe because the implications of it are so horrific. Then one of the two other things that people aren't aware of that have been suppressed. And by the way, in the book, I, I probably have 12 to 15 planning events events that took place planning for the virus with people investing billions and billions of dollars. So that gets to the, the second point I wanted to make. Why in the world with major companies going back, now we go back to 2017 and we have this from videos, we have uh, of uh, that are not well known by um, Bill Gates and we have it from uh, publications in 2017 that the billionaires being organized by Gates, as best as we can tell, which I was very cynical that he would have that much power when I first started looking at this, were pouring billions of dollars, and I want you to listen to this, into producing exactly what was going to be Operation COVID, uh, Operation uh, Warp Speed later on. They were doing rush platforms to get through viruses uh, approved by the FDA as rapidly as possible. So they were combining research in rapid, rapid production with having the government develop this EUA, which would then allow for the emergency rushing through. They were preparing for that. They were doing RNA and DNA viruses, vaccines, vaccines, 2017, they were putting billions of dollars into it and they were doing it uh, along the principle that we we now hear uh, being called the Great Reset, which I call the fusion of corporations and government in the Western world and including the United States, where, where the government joins in totally with the corporations and they were even working with Moderna Back then, and mm-hmm. soon after Pfizer.
1: So, and this then, is a globalist movement you're talking about. And that's it, right. It, and, and, and Dr. Bregan, you know, when I started, it, it, let me truth be told, when I started hearing a lot of the talk about globalists uh, years ago in the movement and the United Nations and a lot of these things, I was very suspect. I wasn't, oh, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't um, sure really what was, you know, but now we see it in the light of day. You mentioned a couple of things here. Let's connect a few dots with China, evil China. You mentioned Bloomberg in that very interesting uh, conference seminar he put on in Beijing. Remember, you talked about that. Yeah, day, right. That deal. was quite fascinating to me. And I'm thinking about the kind of characters like the Jeff Bezos, the Zuckerbergs, and the Dorseys and all of these other other players back here now and then you you mentioned Obama we talked about him a little earlier on and now we see this evil plan and I'm wondering this like all right so at at the homeland so let's talk about the cancer that's here in our homeland Dr. Bregan okay because we know we can handle our our own affairs our 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 danger isn't going to be the adversaries across the seas it's going to be the people we have back here at home as evil is among us here in, in our homeland what exactly, Who? How, if we're gonna fix this, understanding the problem and identifying the problem is key, which we've done that already today. We got China here, we got the Bloombergs of the world, the Fauci's, the Gates. And then you've got these other players that control our megaphone or our mainstream media, the newspapers, the televisions, uh, the other social media outlets. I talk about these, uh, where does all this fit into this grand scheme? I mean, what is the game plan now? How do, we, how do we put together a counterattack against these SOBs? Because we've got a war here on our hands that we've got to get all, all hands on deck here. You know what I'm asking?
4: Yeah, I do know what you're asking. <clears throat> I think we have to recognize, and this is just a growing first for me to recognize this, that we can no longer attempt to influence the major media. They love us wasting our time trying to influence them. We can no longer uh, influence the social media. We can no longer influence any of them until we get enough um, uh, power to influence them negatively. Let's say to take away the the, uh, exemption from uh, being sued for uh, for all of these uh, social media groups so that uh, actions can be taken against them, but they will never be our friends. I was actually canceled, Malcolm, in the 1990s because I took on the drug companies. I was the single scientific expert for all the hundred plus lawsuits against Eli Lilly for the uh, violence and suicide being caused by um, Prozac. So I went up without knowing it. I went up against the heart of the global predators back uh, starting in 1990, early, very early 1990s. And I wrote the bestseller, Talking Back to Prozac. Now I couldn't even get a book sold through a major. Uh, um, Book a bookseller, a major uh, publisher. Mm-hmm. So I was on everything—five, six times on Oprah, many times on Larry King Live. There was nothing I wasn't on. Nightline, you mentioned it. Morning newses, afternoon, evening news. and then the pharmaceutical industry got the right to do direct to consumer advertising. So they began advertising in all the media, and the first, one of the first really noticeable things that happened that I got canceled and then all criticism of the pharmaceutical industry, which I'd been making in all these shows everywhere, Mm -hmm. even on the business channel, CNBC, Mm -hmm. I was criticizing Lilly, accusing them of fraud on the business channel. And um, what happened was, all of us, but I was I was leading this, but everybody who had criticism of the pharmaceutical industry was canceled. So I knew way back then, but I never thought it was the whole of to this level.
3: World.
1: Yeah, to this no, level. No. Uh, there's I a whole kept, another level here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kept
4: that, telling myself it was something else. Yeah. So we need to do yeah. alternative institutions. Yeah. You're yeah. a part of the answer.
1: Well, let's talk about that right now. I, I thank you for saying that. Uh, that's important, let's flush that out. Now, so let's what can we do so let's talk about this as a people here because you're so right when you talk about the media and a lot of the social media people i i always uh, was um uh discouraged by this even last few years a lot of these influences on social media would spend all their time to dr bregan's point putting like videos out on cnn and nbc and abc and the new york times and they were actually building their brands i'm talking about conservatives and republicans would do that routinely many of them still do it today and i love what he just said a moment ago Because I think a lot of you out there are not knowing you're doing it, but you are building their brands by continuing to talk about those stories and making them the center of the story. And I think he just said the key to push them away and ignore them. You notice I don't do that. I don't ever put videos out on CNN or uh, NBC or New York. I just it's why build their brands I mean, let them deal with their own. Yeah, we we so,
4: really do have to build our own everything.
1: So how do we do that right now? We're, yeah, we, we feel like we America Out Loud is at the center of this storm. We do feel a part of this uh, family here. But uh, how, I guess the bigger question I got to ask you and I want to ask Dr. Lee. We've got just a few minutes left. So let me give you both a, a minute and a half to answer this, please. Are you, are you optimistic? Are you not optimistic? Where do you see the road going forward now, uh, please? What do you see, Dr. Bregan?
4: <clears throat> well, I'm working with dozens of physicians. I'm doing media several times a week, mm-hmm. all with the same themes, that America is losing its place in the world, losing its moral fiber, we have lost our emphasis on God, on on fixed values. So can we
1: change that? Can we fix that? I'm asking it's a, you.
4: It's a fight. And I don't know what people are going to do. The hope, I believe, and I say this uh, again as a Jew, the hope is with a Christian revival, mm-hmm. because you need ideas that are Big and you need faith and courage mm. to stand up and fight these people. Mm,
1: I like that, Dr. Brecken, big time. Hold that thought right there. Dr. Lee, uh, please pick up, what can we do?
5: We are already doing it. We are initiating a <laughs> grassroots campaign across this country for early treatment, for systematic, proper screening of patients before they're vaccinated, to identify naturally immune people, and reduce the risk of the vaccines given unnecessarily. And I'm working personally with several key evangelical Christian pastors on outreaches through the churches, because in my view, the churches can be our last bastion of medical freedom zones and health freedom zones and religious speech, free speech, and political action need to come as a grassroots movement through the churches and conservative religious Jewish organizations, as opposed to the secular liberal Jews that have undermined a lot of the conservative Orthodox Jewish efforts to rekindle American patriotism. And and we're actually working every single day on these outreach efforts at the grassroots level (laughs) to overcome the power big tech has over us, We, the people, have more numbers and more power when Mm. we unite against tyranny.
1: What a powerful, powerful message. You cannot top what was just discussed here. You cannot top it. Uh, Dr. Lee for America, our team nation, uh, dear friend of of this uh, movement, our network, all that we are doing. Uh, Dr. Peter Bregan, certainly on the front lines with his wife, Ginger, Uh, The book again, COVID 19 and the Global Predators. We are their prey. We are the prey.com is where you can go and do the book thing, get the manuscript right away. You get it in your email. Uh, I encourage you to activate that and see. Uh, Listen, I mean, there are those of us as patriots and lovers of our Constitution and lovers of God Almighty who understand the battle ahead and we're willing to be on the front lines. And yeah, we are. Potentially, our big targets. We we get it, people, but again, when you're in this kind of a fight, and if you're on the fight of good, uh, it does become fearless. Uh, we we do. There is a sense of fearlessness that so when I speak to people like Dr. Bregg and Dr. Lee. Uh, and Patrick Coffin up front in the first hour you heard here, uh, that is powerful. Uh, It is a bit of fearless, and it's not a fearless from arrogance. That's not it at all, or overconfidence. It's fearless because we know that God has our back. We know that we're in the fight of good uh, uh, and evil, and we know that we've got to carry this flame of liberty forward. Uh, We know that, my fellow Americans, and that is the battle here that we do every day here. So, I need you to join in now. We just covered a lot here in these last couple of hours. Power, but as best, most powerful talk radio you can possibly hear anywhere on the planet. You just heard it right here on the Voice of a Nation on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We need your help. We need your help. As Dr. Lee just said, we the people, the power of we the people. It's, it, it's, it's, Invincible, we are it, we're it right here. I mean, American ingenuity and its exceptionalism lives. It is alive and well, and it comes back to you and I out there, my fellow Americans. So please join us on the mission here. Help us back at AmericaOutloud.com. Spread the word out there and the truthfulness and all those articles and podcasts and people that are fighting for freedom. They're fighting for liberty, for your kids and your grandkids and your families. Don't you think you should get involved in the fight as well? Absolutely. And that's what we're here to do. So thank you again, my fellow Americans for being with me on the mission here. It is my pleasure always to be your voice. Thank you again. It's time to get involved and get loud.